know your market because as you can imagine, jumping into these new markets and not having the market intel is critical. So then you're locking up a deal and then you're canceling and then you're potentially damaging your brand or your reputation because you don't know that market. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We don't get into any fluffy stuff because we don't have time for that. We only get into the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And we're going to be talking about wholesaling. Not only wholesaling, we're going to be talking about how to make your wholesaling business 100% virtual. And with us today, we're going to hear from someone who does that right now, Jared Vidalis. How you doing, Jared? Doing pretty good, Joe. I appreciate your time and I appreciate being on the podcast for a second time to talk about my experiences. Yeah, my pleasure. And the best ever listeners are pumped up as well. I can just hear them right now. And you mentioned this is the second time you've been on the show And best ever listeners, if you recognize Jared's name, that's because he was on episode 490 and he talked all about making money on some deals that he was doing. Highly recommend checking that out. And if you want to hear his best real estate investing advice ever, then go listen to that. Today, it's Sunday. We're doing a special segment called Skillset Sunday, and we're going to walk away from this conversation knowing how to get our business set up if we're wholesalers so that it is 100% virtual. So Jared, you co-own a virtual wholesaling company. You do 15 virtual deals a month. You're in Scottsdale, Arizona. What else do you need to tell the best ever listeners before we get going about your background? Well, Joe, a little bit of background. If anybody listened to the last podcast, I was in the corporate world as a project engineer with Johnson Controls. I managed about $40 million worth of construction projects here in Arizona. Worked there for about two, two and a half years. Absolutely did not like it. Decided to quit one day without even knowing I was going to (laughs) to quit that day when I went into work. And then started real estate full time. Started fixing and flipping. And then in order to keep my fix and flip pipeline full, I started to look for deals which naturally led me into the wholesale market. And then I realized how easy and how profitable and how low of a risk wholesaling is. So I transitioned from flipping to wholesaling 100%. Hmm. I don't blame you. The more interviews I've done, the more I'm a proponent of 
lowering your risk by doing wholesaling versus fixing and flipping. So now you've got this wholesale business. It's 100% virtual. How do you structure your business? And please be as specific as possible so that the best ever listeners, should they want to do virtual wholesaling, they know how to do it too. Absolutely. So uh, Joe, I just wanted to lay some of the foundation of how we got into the virtual wholesaling to begin with. So me and my company, we've been in existence for about maybe a year, year and a couple months. So when we first got into wholesaling, we were only focusing on Arizona. We're doing what everybody else was doing, which was direct mail, knocking doors, bandit signs, self-generating deals out in the marketplace to essentially get deals on the board so we could sell them to our investors. The market got really, really tight here in Arizona. And there's been a series of events that led us to the virtual wholesaling, which was we were doing all the offline marketing, which was great, but offline marketing, like what I just mentioned, direct mail, bandit signs, that generates somewhat of a transactional business model. There's really no compounding on the money you're putting into marketing. So we actually partnered up with one of our good friends who looked at our business as a whole and said, hey, look, you guys the wholesaling model of real estate, minimal overhead, your margins are insane. What do you say? Because he's a marketing genius. He has his own business that he does online marketing for. He looked at our business and said, hey, what do you say if we build out a nationwide landing page? So where we virtually have a page for every city in the United States. And I put some of my guys on your website to drive traffic and do strictly online lead gen. My responsibility will be online lead gen and your responsibility would be to place the operations behind those leads to take them down and monetize them since you know the real estate market, since you have the buyers, and since you've been doing this for long enough where I'd feel comfortable doing that. You said, okay, great. That's awesome. So I wasn't really a believer at first. I know that online lead gen was something, but I didn't really experience it at that time. So as that site was getting launched, doing the typical stuff like the direct mail bandit signs but as the juice started getting cranking up on our website which is highestcashoffer.com the website that our marketing partner built out the less amount of offline marketing we're doing we're cutting essentially getting rid of all that and then focusing on all the online lead gen so we were experiencing from an online lead rather than an offline lead is the dynamic is completely different say Every lead coming in, completely motivated. It's somebody actively looking on Google on how to sell their home, as opposed to us sending out marketing where we're going direct to the homeowner. Everybody's motivated. Everybody's willing to sell. It's just a matter if they have equity and just a matter of the operations behind it to monetize the deal. So right now we're strictly doing online lead gen. And there's a couple other marketing avenues that we're building out right now. An example being an outbound call center but all of our leads driven online lead generation. So we have leads coming into the company. We're averaging anywhere from 40 to 50 leads per day. We have a leads management team in-house. Every single lead coming into the funnel is initially touched by our leads management department where they're calling them back or they're on the inbound call end and qualifying them, gathering all the information such as property condition, motivation, And then once they get off the phone, they package that all up and put all the information into our CRM and then they pass it to our underwriting department. So it's then our underwriters responsibility 
to know the specific markets where the leads are coming. So he's talking to agents, talking to investors, talking to contractors, and getting an idea on what we're willing to pay for that property. So once the underwriter knows what we want to offer on that property, it's then passed to our acquisition department. So our acquisition department's a team of guys who's constantly making phone calls, negotiating, chasing down contracts, structuring contracts, and getting as many deals that make sense for our company that fits within our buying model. Once the contract has been accepted, the contract's been executed, it then passes over, it initially gets touched by our transaction coordinator. Now our transaction coordinator, her sole responsibility is to first and foremost, call the homeowner, introduce ourselves, tell them who we are and just reiterate what the process is so we can eliminate any of those questions up front. Because last thing you want is a homeowner to kind of be in the dark on the process and then calling your transaction coordinator every day asking what the next step is because that's just a waste of time and that's just an inefficiency within the process. So she's calling the homeowner, she's answering any questions they may have, and then she's also opening title and managing the process from start to finish. At any one time, she could be managing 30, 50 contracts all at one time. And it's her job to make sure the title companies, the attorneys, and the buyers and sellers, they have everything they need to ensure a smooth title process. And that frees up time, a lot of the time for our dispositions manager to solely focus on selling properties. So obviously there's another position, which is dispositions manager, where they're constantly banging out the phones, managing our buyer relationships, making new buyer relationships, and just finding buyers to assign these properties to. So as you can see, for every lead coming in to the sales funnel, it will hit our leads management department, go to our underwriter to put a number on it, go to our acquisitions department to lock up the deal, and then transaction coordinator and dispositions, they work hand in hand to ensure title smooth and that the dispositions manager finds a buyer for that property. That was incredibly thorough. Thank you so much for walking through that process. That is more people than I thought would be included in the process. So my question is, how do you maintain profitability on single family homes for wholesale deals with all these individuals involved? No, I completely understand. Right now we have five employees and we're looking to hire two more. So obviously you need to take in consideration your overhead. You can't scale unless you have the deal flow to support that or else you're underwater. So we've been doing virtual wholesale business operations for probably six or seven months. And initially it was just the partners taking phone calls, like any other new wholesaler out there. They're the one answering the calls, making the offers and getting the contracts and then selling the deals. We were doing that initially while the lead volume was still relatively low. But as we started ranking in Google, leads started increasing. The amount of call volume, the amount of deals that we had to manage, and not to mention, I don't know if anybody's ever managed 10 or 15 closings all on one single Friday, but it's more than a one-person job. <laughs> so as we started experiencing more business, we slowly started hiring for those individual positions. The first person we hired was a leads manager. 
So first thing we wanted to do was remove ourselves from any inbound, outbound, initial phone contacts because very extremely easy to automate through scripting. And that kind of separates us to focus more on, okay, negotiation is going to be a more critical task. Selling a deal is going to be a more critical task. So first and foremost, we put together a leads management team. Right now, there's obviously initially there's one, but now there's three. So we have a benchmark that we need to touch. We need to answer every single inbound call live. And everybody who submits a web form, there needs to be an outbound call to that specific lead within five minutes. Because as that lead comes in and it hasn't been touched for every minute thereafter, the ability to make a deal significantly decreases. So we put benchmarks, systems and processes in place in that regard. And then the next person we hired was an acquisition person. Somebody who's literally, their job is to call homeowners, negotiate deals, build rapport, lock up contracts, and get that done. Then our next position was a transaction coordinator because when we had a leads management department and when we had an acquisitions department, we found that it was more, the more critical task was managing title and finding a buyer. But as obviously deal volume has increased, our next position we hired was a transaction coordinator. And then the last position we hired was a dispositions person. So as volume increased, we just separated ourselves from the less critical position at that point in time. Where are these individuals located geographically? They're all in-house in our Scottsdale, Arizona branch. They're all local. So they all come into work every day, barring something unusual or whatever, but they have an office job in Scottsdale, Arizona. Absolutely. Everybody's in-house and yeah, we could cut overhead, have people virtually, but we wanted to develop a strong company culture, have people get excited, encourage entrepreneurship and just have that feeling of a, a fun, young, innovative real estate investment office that somebody could go to and just be proud and have fun at the same time. And when you look at how you compensate individuals, is it a salary? Is it based on profit sharing or a combination or something else? We have a combination of everybody has a base salary. We have a base salary for every position. Our acquisitions and our dispositions person, they are base plus a commission. And that commission is a percentage of our net profits. Then we have for our leads management department and our transaction coordinator department, they are paid based on closings. So we'll give our leads management department anywhere from 100 to 50 bucks a deal based on sonority. And then our transaction coordinator gets 50 bucks a deal for everything that's closed. So it could range from base plus somewhat of a fixed profit share or base plus a commission on the positions that require somebody to put in the time and the hours. What's a mistake that you made when building out this process or team that you wouldn't repeat if you did it over again? Honestly, I think it's clearly defining the rules and processes, not only within the employees, but within the partners. It's just like any business, Joe. You want to create a certain position with key indicators that shows you exactly how somebody performs. Because if you hire a position, the job title is not exactly clear and they're not exactly performing, 
there's really no way we could go back to them and say, hey, look, you're not performing based on X, Y, Z. So I think it's important to define the positions, make sure there's no overlap and everybody's operating at 100% efficiencies. In addition, creating the systems and processes in place to make sure everything flows smoothly from lead to close deal. So one thing that I like to do is I'm starting to implement this. I had, this is the first time I did this, which was last week was sit every single person down one-on-one in each individual role and ask them, Hey, what do you see as the most ineffective use of your time? What are your biggest time wasters? Write those down, prioritize them and assign solutions and give the task to that individual person to say, Hey, look, you're going to work on this. And next week when we have our next meeting, you're going to tell me what the result was, how you implemented it. So you're not taking up a lot of your time to try and create the entire puzzle, but you're assigning and giving the responsibility to that manager to create the most efficient role that he's currently in as possible. From a management standpoint, what's your role and what is the other partner's role in the business? It's me and there's three other partners. My specific role is to, it's kind of between me and my partner, Jesse, we're responsible for the operations. So Jesse's responsible for the acquisition side. I'm responsible for more or less the leads and just the overall business as a whole, just making sure everybody's operating at maximum efficiency. My partner, Danielle, she's responsible for all the financials, all the legal and all of the development of new companies that are going to vertically integrate into our virtual wholesale business. And then uh, Hillary, she's responsible for all of the marketing, PR, branding, customer service, make sure everybody's happy, make sure our image is healthy, and making sure we're driving business through our brand. You mentioned earlier that you've got to have a deal flow in order to scale. How many deals did you have coming in on a monthly basis before you brought on your first hire who you said was the lead management person? Our leads management person, Brian Roberts, he was actually with us before we jumped into the virtual wholesale operations. So as we migrated over to being 100% virtual, we said, hey, Brian, we have a, a position open. We'd love to have you full time. So we had Brian, our leads management, before we even had the deal flow coming in. We experienced a huge influx of calls. We were overwhelmed. We needed one person to take or own responsibility of that role. So Brian was on, I think we even before we had a deal, to be honest. And so everybody that we hire, that we bring on in that leads management department falls directly under Brian and Brian holds that role. So he's responsible for hiring, scheduling, making sure that these leads assistants are performing according to our key metrics. And who are you partnering with to bring in the online lead generations? I think you actually interviewed him a couple months back, but it was our marketing partner. His name's Tommy Mello with A1. So he has his own in-house SEO guys that drive online lead gen for his own businesses. And then uh, he's the one who looked at the business and offered the partnership. And we said, hey, you know, there's really nothing to lose. Let's see what happens. And it's, uh, it's been history ever since. You can hear Tommy's interview on episode 656. And it's a very specific interview. It's how to pick the best garage door for your home and investments. And he talks all about how we can save money and use our investment dollars wisely based on how we purchase that, that one particular product.
and he also clearly has areas of expertise in many other facets. So you've got the online lead generation. How do you split that with the partner? Is it 50-50? No, it's not 50-50. It's a much, much smaller percentage. I don't know if he exactly wants me to broadcast that over the net, but it's a good percentage for him. And it's a really great percentage for us because at the end of the day, we have the operations, we have the overhead required to take down those leads. Is he spending his own money on the online optimization or is it really about content that his team's creating and it's not Google AdWords? Obviously, some is, is paid traffic, but a lot of what we're trying to focus is building the organic as quick as possible through backlinks, interviews with Forbes, CBS, NBC, all those that drive the organic. But initially, he was putting his own money into the machine. But now we're creating a new company. It's called leadgeeks.com, where we're going to have equal contributions and everything's going to be coming out of that bank account to drive traffic for the website. So everything's equally accounted for. Jared, is there anything else that we need to talk about as it relates to creating a virtual wholesale business? And by the way, we said virtual and you have physical team members in an office. So I guess what we mean by virtual is that you're doing deals across the nation. So you're not physically in markets, you're doing them virtually, but you do have a team in-house. So is there anything else that you want to mention about this topic that the best ever listeners lean to know? Honestly, know your market because exactly like, like you said, we are 100% virtual. We maybe do 5% of our deals here in Arizona. Everything's across the country. And as you could imagine, jumping into these new markets and not having the market intel is critical. You could get a deal and have it, and, and based on an Arizona return, it'd be a slam dunk. But if you're looking in areas like Chicago, South Bend, Indiana, North Carolina, whatever it is, instead of looking for a 15% return, which buyers will buy in Arizona all day long, they're looking for 25, 30%. So then you're locking up a deal and then you're canceling and then you're potentially damaging your brand or your reputation because you don't know that market. Get in touch with a local investor, a local agent, and just somebody boots on the ground who has that intel so you can lean on for their expertise. So you could go to them, give them a call. Hey, what do you think of this deal? Is this something we could get done? Jared, what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? You can reach me directly with my phone, 530-219-6792, or shoot me an email at jared at oxflip.com, spelled J-A-R-E-D, at oxflip, A as an apple, U as an unicorn, X as an x-ray, F as in Frank, L-I-P.com. You laid out the entire process, my friend, and I am grateful for that. Thank you. You talked about how first... You and your team have the expertise for getting the deals done. You just needed more deals. You partnered with Tommy in this case, but fill in the blank for an online partner. So in this case, it's Tommy, but best ever listeners, find your partner. And once you had that online partner who would help you with the lead generation and optimization for your content online to get more leads you implemented a process that continually evolved as you got more and more deals. And that process includes a lead management department, an underwriting department, an acquisitions department, a transaction coordinator, and a dispositions manager. And you talk through what each of their responsibilities currently are. 
and how you went about hiring them from the beginning where you focused on the leads manager and then the second hire was the acquisitions person and you filled it in from there. Thank you for sharing that with us as well as the specifics about your compensation to your team members so that we can build our own should we choose to do so. Hope you have a best ever weekend, Jared, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Empire Industries, a national award-winning company and the fastest-growing property management company in Houston, would like to offer you, best ever listener, a 30-day love us or leave us guarantee. Contact Empire Industries at 888-866-6727 for more info. That's 888-866-6727.